I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. What's up? Yeah, and we are back with another episode. And, yes, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the in the news, if you pay attention to it. Uh, one thing that's going on right now that is kind of somewhere close to my area, but not really, is the hurricane that uh, Hurricane Harvey that's hitting Texas right now, Houston, Texas. Uh, yeah, just want to make sure that everybody is safe out there. I made sure I made contact with everybody that I know out in Houston to make sure everybody is uh, uh, being taken care of. And yeah, it's kind of crazy. A lot of people still having flashbacks about Katrina. Uh, a lot of Katrina, you know, evacuees actually, you know, moved, moved to Houston after, you know, their homes were destroyed in Katrina, only to have the same stuff happen in Houston right now. So yeah, definitely want to make sure everybody's taken care of, uh, find shelter. If you have ways of helping somebody else, definitely help them out in Houston and everybody be safe. Uh, anything else to add to that, Eli? Uh, no, but, but yeah, just, uh, yeah, bad shit happening. I mean, you know, I have relatives in Texas, but they're not on the coast. So, but, uh, but yeah, hope everyone's safe, stay safe, you know? Yeah. And like I said, this is a comic book podcast. We like to keep everything light and like to keep, you know, everything, you know, uh, in a, in a, you know, joyous mood. But at the same time, when th- real things happen outside of the comic book world and entertainment world, we do want to acknowledge them just to make sure everybody is safe. Uh, moving at Eli, I know we had, you know, the other part of the podcast where we start off with, I know you had some news. I don't know the guy's name, but I know you do. Oh, yeah, Toby Hooper. He's not, a, I forgot his name. That's why I put him on the list. Oh. I, I'm messing up, I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought we were going right into the fight. No, no, but yes, um, rest in peace, Toby Hooper, um, director of Texas Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw 2. Uh, now we're talking about the originals, right? The original, yeah. He made okay. uh, Life Force, your favorite movie. My uh, favorite. 
movie. It was a movie I was not allowed to watch when I was younger, but I happened to sneak downstairs when the parents were asleep and saw it on HBO, and all of a sudden, I grew hair on my chest. My voice got <laughs> deeper after watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah, best movie uh, about space vampires. So yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, that movie, it gets it gets a bad rap these days, but for, for us kids in the 80s that grew up during that time, that was like, yeah, that was the perfect movie. Space vampires, naked chicks running around. Hey, we didn't have internet. Yeah, that's all we had. Yeah, that was that was our porn. Yeah, <laughs> you kids have it too easy nowadays. Yeah, yeah, we had to sneak and watch, uh, you know, naked. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth and all the horror flicks, with, you know, for the for the nudity and all that shit. That was the yeah. That was the eighties was a weird time because you could watch any violent movie you wanted to back then, as many curse words as you want to, but as long as it have nudity in it, you were okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we could watch like, all like, the death like and destruction. Like, yeah. was considered a kid's movie. Yeah. And it's one of the most violent movies ever made. Yeah, you know? and it was originally rated X, you know. Speaking of which, yeah, Texas Chainsaw, the part two, was rated X. Because I, I remember I was in New York at the time when it was released, and I remember it was like no one under 17. They were admitted. They were treating it like it was a porn movie. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, like like uh, deep throat and Dibby does Dallas. Yeah, and, you could. Yeah, kids could, weren't allowed to see. Not, not even with a parent. Like, no, you just had to be an adult to watch that fucking movie. So, but yeah, he <laughs> he made Salem's Lot. He, you know, Poltergeist. He's his name is on the credit. That now it just came out recently that people on the set are basically admitting that it was Steven Spielberg that directed the majority of the movie, and that Toby Hooper right. was basically. You know, director of photography. He he helped compose a lot of the shots, but it was Steven Spielberg who directed it. A movie. Uh, it, it does say that Toby Hooper directed it, but you know, it's been rumored for years that it was actually a Spielberg movie. And if you watch it, it it's really evident that it it, it, it falls in line of more of a Spielberg type of movie, anyways. Versus, you know, Toby Hooper was kind of experimental, and you know, um, now, the yeah. funny thing about it, uh, Poltergeist wasn't even rated R. I think it was rated PG. Yes, that's and I still right. wasn't allowed to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, the, like, I didn't see it till it came on cable, and then I remember the next day because every, you know, next day at school, all the kids watched it the night before, and we're all like talking about it, like, holy shit, you remember we ripped off his face? And, yeah, it, it fuck yeah, yeah, man. See, us '80s kids, man, we grew up hard. Yeah. <laughs> Pussy ass millennials. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now let let, let 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 me ask you this. Okay, like I said, you're my horror guy, so let's let's back up the timeline. So Texas Chain Texas Chain which came first? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday thirteenth, or Halloween? Uh Texas Chainsaw. Uh that, okay, so that was like seventy three. So he basically invented the slasher genre. And it's arguably that, that's what, yeah, I, that's what yeah, I was about to go. Okay, it's right. arguably said that you know, I Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho invented the slasher because it you know introduced the the psycho killer. You know what I mean? But Toby Hooper put the five teenagers in a van and put them out in the middle of nowhere and to get picked off one by one. He did that. That was the first movie that did that with the final girl that survives the ordeal at the end. That was him, and that's pretty much what became a trope of slasher movies ever since, you know. So that was all Toby Hooper. Yeah. And this was, yeah, well, I was asking, uh, now this was before Evil Dead, right? Oh, yeah. Evil Dead wasn't until, like, 80. So. No, I thought it was at least, like, 78, 79, something, something like that. It, like, it was, like, shot around then, but it wasn't, like, it, it wasn't released till, to theaters till around 80, yeah, 79, 80. Gotcha. Okay, so, that, okay, so, yeah, the, the father, well, 
depending on how you look at it, the father of the slasher genre passed away, so definitely rest in peace. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, we hate to always start the podcast with all this bad news going on, but now we can kind of move on and kind of move on to the, the lighter aspect of the, the podcast. And yeah, Eli, we, we finally happened this weekend. We finally got the hype that, it, uh, the fight that has been hyped up for like the last three months, four months, six months, whatever like that. Uh, yeah. finally got a chance to watch it. We finally got a chance to watch the, uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight. And did you get a chance to actually watch it? I did. I, I I got to see it for free. I won't tell you how, um, but uh, yeah, I, I was I was watching that and Batman Begins at the same time, so I didn't pay much attention to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> you were multitasking. The yeah. Same time. <laughs> <laughs> I kept checking back and going, yeah, that's about what I thought, you know. <laughs> yeah. Did you get? Did you see all the like the the undercar fights before the lead up to it? No, no, just somebody. Uh, uh, well, yeah, it, just the main fight just happened to show up. Uh, was revealed to me somehow. I'm like, holy shit! I grabbed my tablet and I'm like, well, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing: I, I mean, we're not going to talk about illegal streams and thing like that. But I know everybody kept tagging me on Facebook saying, "Hey, I got a stream. Hey, I got a stream." And as soon as the stream went up, it went out in like five minutes. Oh, really? Or they were showing like a, a Mayweather and Oscar De La Hoya fight. You know, oh, I have the stream. Like, no, that's not the stream. You know, yeah. we 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 know Oscar De La Hoya when we see it. That's that's yeah. not a white guy. You know, but. <laughs> Every time they get taken down, it can take it out. But eventually, yeah, I got a chance to watch it all. So uh, funny thing about it that the next day, oh, the fight was everywhere. And, you know, it was pretty easy to find. It was just hard to find it streaming and things like that. But, yeah, we got a chance to watch the fight. The fight has been hyped up for so long. People were kind of divided on it. They, you know, Conor McGregor, who who has never actually had a professional fight before. People thought he had a legitimate cha- uh, chance of fighting one of the greatest fighters of all time, Floyd Mayweather, who was 49 and zero boxing. trying to go for- boxing. You never boxing fought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Let me back it up. Like <laughs> professional boxing like before, you yeah. know, he is a, a, a accomplished fighter, you know, over years you know, over that. But yeah, people were kind of divided on it. Um, uh, I think even popular vote from when I saw like people actually had McGregor winning like like popular wise when I saw like certain sites things like that were polling who you were rooting for I'm like okay like let me find somebody to to bet this fight on so I can see exactly what's going on with this oh uh, but yeah uh Eli I guess we're gonna go ahead talking to the, the sports section of the comic book podcast because let's just actually just break down the fight honestly when I was watching the fight I thought it was very entertaining. I've seen some Floyd Mayweather fights before, and they're very boring. He just sits back in one spot, and he just dodges because his defense is, like, really, 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 really good. And I thought it was going to be just that type of fight where he was just going to be defensive the entire time, jab a few times, just get a decision, and sit. But he said before the fight he was going to go after uh, McGregor. He was going to take the fight to him. He was trying to make an exciting fight, and he was trying to make sure it, it didn't go the entire distance. And when I saw, like, when the uh, fight first started out, it was going exactly how May, uh, Mayweather said it was going to go, but at the same time, it seemed like McGregor was ready for him. Like, he actually gave him a few good shots at the beginning of it. Uh, like, I think in the first round, he was give him, like, a pretty good uppercut. They're like, whoa, okay, I've never seen Floyd take an uppercut like that before. But at the same time, reason I haven't seen that, because he's never actually gone after a guy like that before. And McGregor, in, the, like, the first two or three rounds... Actually looked like really good. You know, he had some some step. You know, he had a quick step on him. Uh, he had length on on uh, Mayweather. 
He couldn't get on the inside of him. He had signs on Mayweather. Couldn't get on the inside of him. But it seemed like the further the fight went on, you could see McGregor starting to slow down, starting to run out of gas. His punches kind of weren't as fast as possible. Now let me let me connect this to comic books in a, in a way. <laughs> now we've all seen Civil War, the the scene where Iron Man was getting his ass whipped by Captain America, and then the AI downloaded Captain America's fighting style. And Iron Man kind of kind of back at him. That's basically what Mayweather did also, except he didn't have an AI in his head. The entire fight, you can see he was collecting data on Mayweather, on, on McGregor. So those same punches that were landing in like the first, the second, and third round, in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round, they weren't connecting because all of a sudden Mayweather was kind of uh, Dempsey rolling through the punches, was able to get inside of him, making him do misses. There was even a couple of times where, you know, McGregor would actually connect, but he wouldn't connect as well. But Mayweather was able to get close enough in where he was able to tag him with a pretty good shot. And you could just see that just started to wear him down more and more and more and more. And then we finally got to the 10th round. Yeah, Mayweather just kind of just unloaded on him, and, and the referee just stopped the fight. That's pretty much it. Uh, Eli, did I miss anything? Uh, that's about what I saw. I was I was surprised that he stopped it. That the, that No, that he stopped McGregor. Um, looking back at it, I mean, I, you know, I, I couldn't. I thought this was the, 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 the dumbest shit ever. And I've been pretty vocal about how much I didn't give a shit about this. <laughs> you have. You yeah. have been very vocal. <laughs> um, I, I thought it would, yeah, I, same thing. I thought it would go the distance. I didn't think uh, Mayweather would finish him. So I, I actually was surprised that he did. I was actually surprised that he actually stood in the pocket and traded with McGregor. I thought it was, he was just going to run away the whole time. So that, that yeah. surprised me. Um and people are saying, oh, McGregor, you know, did way better than everyone thought and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, sure. OK, fine. Uh, but the thing is, McGregor outweighs Floyd by like 20 pounds. He's taller and exactly and, and, and heavier. Than him. So the fact that Mayweather was able to finish him, that's what surprised me, because I didn't think he was going to be able to finish him. You know? but I didn't think McGregor was going to win. You know, because it's 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 Floyd. He's stepping into another sport. You know, you know, it's like a, you know asking a football player to play soccer. He's gonna suck at it. So I <laughs> right. I, I think somebody said like Michael Phelps versus uh, Hussein Bolt. You know, like, yeah, it's like, that doesn't make any sense. You know? Yeah, it's like who gives a shit? You know, and and so to, so the next to hear a couple days later to still hear people talking about oh what if this happened what if that happened I'm like we shut. Up. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, they, 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 no, got, no, they people, got people really thought that McGregor was going to take out take out Floyd in his first professional fight boxing fight ever. That's what people were really thinking. Yeah. And like, yeah, that was just dumb. I'm, and I, I know I know Dana White. I know the mixed martial artists, all the UFC fighters were it was it's in there. They, they have to sell this shit. They have to polish this turd and pretend like, oh, my God, he's got a legitimate chance of winning. But <laughs> they have to sell the fight. Yeah, but you know, but deep down we all knew. I mean, you know, real fight fans. Did, did, yeah, did, you know, we, Eli, did we? We we knew, we knew, but did we really? Like, did the world really know? Because I think the world really had. Like I said, when I went on those sites, they did think that uh, McGregor really had a legitimate shot. Of beating uh, Mayweather, and that's why this fight was hyped. That's why the you know everybody was so excited to watch this fight because you can say yeah, it's two sports kind of combined with each other, MMA versus boxing, which technically has their own little you know rivalry going within yeah. each other. But Eli, we, we know why this fight was hyped. Yeah, and yeah, and the thing is, I'm an MMA guy. 
I haven't, like, the, the last Mayweather fight I watched was, like, god damn, like, five, six, seven. When did he fight Canelo? That was the last time I watched a Mayweather fight. I almost fell asleep during that shit. And my buddy invited <laughs> me over to a barbecue, and he bought that fight. And I just happened to be there and watched it, and I thought it was one. So I'm not, I just haven't been into boxing in, in, in like, decades. So I, I, I'm, I'm more of an MMA guy. But to hear all like, all these MMA fans, like, piss and bone, like, what the f- – I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> you knew I that mean, this was going to happen. If Floyd jumped into the cage, then Floyd would have lost. That's – you know, that's just how it's – Exactly. And, you know, and, and, and you know, James Tony – yeah, James Tony – Champion boxer jumped into the cage with Randy Couture and got his ass whooped. You know, <laughs> it's it, it's happened. It's like before. Michael Jordan playing baseball. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> so to so to hear people all crying around about you know, uh, it's like it's, it, you're feeding into the bullshit. We knew how this is all about money. Now, now, this is all about, you know. Now, now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because, like I said, I'm not an MMA guy. I'm sort of kind of like about what's really in heavy boxing, but not as much as it was before. How how many rounds are in like a UFC fight? Like how how long does do they usually it's, go? It's usually a three. A standard fight is three five minute rounds, and then if, it's a, if it's a championship match or a, or a headlining match, a main event that's five five. Okay. Rounds, so. Okay. Uh, reason I was wondering because it almost seemed like Floyd was rope doping him. Yeah. You know. And that's it, what it, I noticed. It's like you know every. Right when stuff would start to get interesting, boom, the round was over. I'm like, oh. right. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'm going to watch Batman. I'm going to go back to watching Batman. <laughs> and that's what was frustrated for me. You know, but uh, yes, yeah, so I, I, I didn't pay attention as much as like, I mean, everyone was pay, was actually scoring the fight and saying McGregor won all these out. All these rounds and shit. I, I well, didn't pay you that gotta, much you gotta look at the punches. You gotta look at the punches he was landing. Yes, he landed more punches than anybody else would like, but if you like freeze press on the punch, some of those punches was like ticky tack punches. Like they yeah. even showed one punch where he kinda like lightly tapped Floyd on the nose and it was like boop. Like yeah, that's not, yeah. not a, and they counted that as a punch. Like yeah. Floyd was laughing at him when he did that. Yeah. It's it's yeah, I, I yeah, I, I didn't pay that much attention to it. I, I but I did see that I did see that Connor was a bit out of out of his own. You know, I, I did see that. I did see, you know, and then, then the finish. I was surprised. Like I said, holy shit. I, like I, cause I said, I, I, think, I didn't think Floyd was going to finish him. When, you know, by all means, he should have. I mean, this is an amateur boxer, and he's like one of the greatest boxers ever. He right. should have well, finished his, him way uh, before. Was, legs were wobbly in the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he, he should have he finished him, but I didn't think he was. And when he did finish him, I was like, well, hey, yeah, he should. Well, yeah, he's like the one of the best best, best boxers ever, and Connor's not. He should have put him away. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a boxing match. It, it was a boxing match, and you know, Connor did his best. You know. And yeah, but Lee, I, let, let's let's go into it. Let's go a little bit deeper into it. Why this fight was so promoted? Why this fight was so hyped up? Why people even gave a shit about this? Let's be honest with you. Let's just call it it is what it is. Race played a very heavy factor in the promotion of this. We, uh, we all know this. Pretty much, you know, um, Connor has been known to say some uh, controversial remarks, you know. Right. And has, at the, at the Connor, same time, Connor talks a lot of shit and he likes to sell fights. I and mean, he did this with the Diaz brothers, calling them cholos right. and all this shit. And, that you know, he 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 tries to get in their heads and he ends up pissing off. He did the off. same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, he did the same thing with uh with Mayweather, you know, calling him a monkey and stuff like that. You know, but at the same time, I think 
Floyd knew that. I think Floyd was even happy he did that. He was like, okay, the more racist shit he says, the more money is in both of our pockets. Yeah. Because this racial tension, it sells. It always sells. Like, for instance, uh, if it was like, okay, we got Floyd Mayweather, 49 If it was a black guy going in there, going against him, we think we really had a shot. Or like, for instance, John Bone Jones. Let's say if it was John Jones in MMA. And let's say he uh, was going to be the fight for for this round right here. Would anybody care? Um... Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't. I, that's that. Well, I'm just trying to keep it in perspective. But I get what you're saying. Because John Jones is like fucking 100 pounds heavier than right <laughs> from, than Mayweather, and he probably slapped the shit out of him with his feet. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially right now with the the tension in the country, I think. Uh, <laughs> and, and and that's what I was kind of wondering because when when uh, McGregor got under fire about the you know supposedly racist comments he made you know about Mayweather, I'm surprised he didn't double down to kind of lean into it. I felt like those comments he made actually earned him some fans. I mean, let, let's be honest, we're in 2017. The the days of subtle racism that's out the window. So he might as well just played into it, you know, just went all out because the more he would have went into it, the more money would have been in both of their pockets. Yeah, because he, people were already rooting for him like a, a unknown, basically boxing amateur thing who's going to knock out one of the greatest boxers of all time. So he might as well play into it as much as possible. So I'm surprised they didn't, but at the same time, it's it, it all happened the same way it was before. Now, like I said, Eli, we we predicted this. Well, we didn't predict this, but Hollywood had predicted this a long time ago. It was predicted with Rocky. Rocky said the same thing. That's basically was the the uh the storyline of Rocky. Apollo Creed was past his prime. He needed a big fight. He knew that just getting anybody was work. He needed a white guy. He needed the great white hope. It's not something I'm reading into it with the movie theater uh, movie. This is actually something that was said and quoted in the movie. Apollo Creed needed a great white hope. They found Rocky. When they found Rocky, the whole time hero, everybody got behind him and they fought because the whole thing was based around Chuck Webner. You know, basically Chuck Webner got credit for just surviving a fight with Muhammad Ali. And just the fact that he survived the Hamad Ali, he, even though he lost, he won. And we're almost seeing that same situation where we got right now. Like, McGregor lost. But you you seeing it just like I'm seeing it, Eli. A lot of uh, uh, his fans are claiming that even though he lost, he kind of won. Oh, because he went 10 rounds with uh, Mayweather. Oh, he didn't get technically knocked out on the ground with Mayweather. Oh, oh Mayweather should have knocked him out in three rounds like that. So you're seeing this, this narrative where they're saying he should have won. Yeah. Where they're saying, you know, he should have won or he lost, but technically he won, and vice versa with Mayweather. Oh, Mayweather won, but technically he lost because yeah, he should have got they're, away. They're basically still feeding into the bullshit. Yeah. No, Connor's, right. Connor, Connor's bigger and, and heavier by 20 pounds than Floyd. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, the fact that Floyd did finish him is practically, it, you know, it, it gives, it goes to show how good Mayweather actually is. I mean, he knocked out a bigger, stronger dude. So. But, you yes. know, besides that point, yeah, <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> so, so let me ask you. So, like I said, we had two sports that combined each other. We had boxing and we had MMA. Now, like I said, this was basically Floyd's last fight. Floyd retired on Saturday whenever the fight was going on. Uh, McGregor is going to go on from there. So what do you think this means for, for McGregor later on? Well, McGregor's you think he's going to come back in boxing? I don't think he'll – I don't think he's he's going to go back – I mean, unless – you know, he's pretty much set. I think he – I think I don't think McGregor – we're going to see much of McGregor uh, after a few years. I, he's got a couple belts. 
I think he's going to defend those, and you know, depending on whatever, I mean, the way they go, we might, you know, he might just retire too because he's made. I mean, he's pretty much set for life. He was already like filthy rich as it is. So, and this just put him over. So he's got two belts in the UFC. He's got to defend them. The guys that are after it are really tough guys who have a legitimate chance of fucking beating him. And if he gets beat on any of them, you know, we might, we just might not see much of him. That's right. You know. Re- reason I'm asking it because if he does, his next MMA fight will be a huge payout. He just, I mean, he just built his brand. Yeah. I think even better because the fact that he didn't actually technically get knocked out. Like he, you don't see a picture of him on the ground with Mayweather standing over him or anything like that. So, yeah. so that I think that not happening didn't hurt his brand. So he can go back to MMA bigger than it was before. Actually, a bigger payout, and the guy that he goes against can get a bigger payout also. So I think it's a it's a win win for MMA. Yeah. Where boxing, that's pretty much it because Mayweather was the last guy that can. That can pull a crowd like that. There's no other guy that can pull a crowd like that in boxing. Yeah, and there and there's and there's uh they're already talking about having a, another Nate Diaz rematch. You know, the, their big rivalry that they had. You know, so of course those, the the rematches are money makers. They're both they're both uh, one and one on on their fights. So uh, you know the rubber match would you know dis- decide the champion of the universe here. Um mm-hmm. and, and and Nate Diaz knocked him out or knocked him out then choked him out. You know, <laughs> right. and the, and but then he did outscore him in the in the rematch, which was a boring ass fight where basically McGregor acted like Mayweather and ran away and and threw shitty little punches the whole time. You know, <laughs> 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 you know. So uh, so yeah, I mean, like I said, he he's got options, and I, I think he's at the point where he just wants to you know have fun and make money. He's got nothing more to prove. He's got he's got his two belts, and you know. Uh, and, but like I said, am I interested in seeing a Nate Diaz rematch? Not really. I want to see him fight for uh, Tony Ferguson or Khabib. Or, you know, there's some really good guys in these divisions that want want his belt that he hasn't fought that have a legitimate chance of whipping his ass. And yeah. those are that's I'm, the I'm, fights I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying with MMA now, after this, they can really capitalize this and basically take boxing's spot. Because, like I said, with Mayweather gone, I mean, there's no other guy that can, you know, that can bring that crowd. With MMA, now they have a McGregor, you know, that everybody has seen. There's pretty much He's pretty much a household name now where he can take that fame over to MMA and kind of build up some other guys. And I don't know. You just got to see how they, you know, how they how they spend this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, who knows? There might. I mean, I know right now boxing fans are gloating saying, you know, MMA sucks and all that bullshit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah, you know, because that's basically what it was with boxing versus MMA. When it wasn't really boxing versus MMA, it was a shitty boxer versus one of the best boxers ever. <laughs> right. It wasn't, it, it wasn't like he, Mayweather he wasn't, was yeah. just regulated to boxing while, you know, it was yeah. all whatever if McGregor you know, could do. Yeah. Like he could do takedowns. And yeah, he couldn't face. kick or do any grappling or anything. Although he tried to with those rabbit punches in the back of the, back of the head. Yeah, which are illegal in MMA too, by the way. Those <laughs> I mean, I was like, is that illegal in boxing? I mean, cause he, he didn't do it once. He, like, repeatedly kept doing with those rabbit punches in the back of the head. Yeah. Once I'm even, like, grabbing him from behind, I'm like, wait, what, yeah. what are we watching? Yeah, you're not allowed to do that in MMA either. So, so I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's how like you knew he was going to lose because it's almost like he forgot he was boxing because, of course, he's going to go to instinct. He's going to, like, I don't box. I do other shit when I start getting my ass whooped, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, so... Uh, have we talked about boxing enough? Yeah, yeah. because yeah, we don't know shit about this. Like I said, we're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like I said, we move on to the next part of the podcast so we can talk to the box office. And, Eli, what I'm hearing is that this this weekend box office is the worst box office, I don't know, ever or the year. or I don't know. It was pretty shitty. That's all I know. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't go see anything, so yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been on a roll. Like, I haven't seen anything... Since uh, I think Spider Man was the last movie I watched, I haven't seen anything since then. But basically, what we got, we got uh, like I said, number one, we got the Hitman's Bodyguard, the, the Deadpool and Nick Cannon movie, I don't know, whatever. Oh, uh, Annabelle Creation, uh, your your movie, the one you like. Uh, we got a new one on the list. Number three, we have Leap. Are you familiar with that one, Eli? I am not. Never heard of it. I don't know what it is. Don't have no idea what it is. I'm not gonna bother even looking at looking it up. Uh oh. The movie you just did the review on, number four, Wind River. Yeah, great flick. Yeah, yeah. so like I said, it's top five right now. Uh, number five is Logan Lucky. I don't think either one of us saw it. I think Todd saw it last last week when, yeah, he, when the, he was on the podcast. The Soderbergh racing yeah. movie or, or racing heist movie or some shit. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's an awesome movie. And I just run through the uh, the rest of them. Like I said, we have number six, Dunkirk. We have number seven, Spider-Man Homecoming. We have number eight, Birth of the Dragon. Oh, oh. I wouldn't mind seeing that, yeah. We're, we're going to come back to Birth of the Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And number nine was actually Mayweather and McGregor? Yeah, they released – they put it in theaters for like 30 bucks or some shit. Yeah, Wait, they were like, yeah, yeah. That's another reason why I was like, fuck this fight. Because <laughs> I was going to go I was going to go to like B-dubs or, or, or a bar to watch it. But all they, they were all charging like 20, 30 bucks cover just to get into the bar to watch this piece of shit. You know? <laughs> wow, I did not know that. I know, yeah. I know you can go to bars and watch like Hooters or whatever like that and watch, but I didn't know they were actually in the movie theater. I don't know how they would work because I mean, you want to you know sit back and eat hot wings, you know, drink beer. I wouldn't feel right about that in the theater unless it was one of those theaters. Do you have one of those theaters at, at your place where they actually serve food there? Yeah, there's a few around here. Yeah. Or okay. The, or, the, or, the, or the AMC's that they have like a bar now. You can. There's yeah, you can buy like drinks, actual alcoholic drinks and shit. Yeah, we have none of that shit here. I went there when I was in North Carolina, but that was about it. Uh, number 10, the Emoji Movie. Yeah, the movie fucking sucked, whatever. So, yeah, that's all of that. So let's back this up. Rewind back to Birth of the Dragon. So, yeah, I've been hearing some stuff about this movie. This movie sucks. This movie is false advertising. This movie is misleading. Here's the thing, Eli. Here's what I've been hearing about the movie. The movie is not even about Bruce Lee. Okay. It's about yeah, the, the, movie. The, the Kung Fu monk or whatever, whatever his name was. Not about him either. Oh, really? Yeah, it's about some other random made-up guy that doesn't even exist in real life. Some blonde-haired white guy. Oh, okay. The movie is about him, and basically Bruce Lee and Juan Jackman, like, the whole movie is told through his eyes. And Bruce Lee kind of shows him just kind of sparing and everything like that. But the movie isn't even about him. Well, that's another thing, is I heard that, you know, this movie is basically based on a, a 10-second scrap that Bruce Lee had with that which is they had Wong Jackman or whatever, who challenged right. Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee was teaching, wasn't teaching cr- traditional Kung Fu. This is like, this is like shit I've heard. Like, I mean, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big, you know, Kung Fu guy, Kung Fu movies and shit. So this is like just shit I've heard. But yeah, I mean that, he, you know, Bruce Lee was trying to open up his schools in, in, in uh, and, and fucking this guy was pissed off cause he wasn't teaching traditional Kung Fu cause Bruce Lee was incorporating all these different styles into, you know, his fighting style, Jeet Kune Do. 
And right. then and then this guy challenged him, and they said, "Okay, well, we'll have a fight." You know, your style against my style, and Bruce Lee basically ran at him and like punched him a bunch of times, and the guy like tapped out, gave up, like, "Okay, okay," and it, it lasted like ten seconds. So they turned that little thing, ten second little scrap, into this movie that's you know that's probably full of choreography. It's gonna look like the Matrix and shit, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> when they're doing all this shit. They're fighting in the rain and shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, fucking bullet time and shit. Come here, come here! Put everything I had into this move. <laughs> Believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so yeah, I'm hearing that movie fucking suck. But let's take a look at the numbers. Like I said, this is a comic book podcast. I'm kind of interested where Spider-Man: Homecoming is. Uh, good news on Spider-Man, Eli. Guess what? It is no longer the worst, the lowest grossing Spider-Man movie of all time. Well, good. That would have been a it damn shame. second word. <laughs> How could we live with ourselves if that was the case? <laughs> <laughs> like, at least beat Garfield. At least beat yeah, Garfield. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, what, what we're hearing about the movie is that it has still, it still hasn't been released in China. So everybody's saying, we from China, we from China, we from China. Here's the thing about China. If you waited this long, China, well, overseas, like China, your stuff like that, they're very laxed on bootlegging than we are. Yeah. So like where we're kind of hush hush about oh how we got the Mayweather and McGregor fight. Oh, they don't give a fuck. They everybody over in China probably already has seen the Spider Man movie. Yeah. So by the time it actually hits the theaters, they'd be like, Yeah, okay. Well, we've already seen it. You're talking about what, a, a month and a half after the movie has been released? So anybody that wants to see it in China has already seen it. So when it finally does get released in China, which is probably like Two weeks from now, a week from now, something like that. Don't expect a drastic change. It may hit eight hundred, but that's probably it. That's probably you know best case scenario for eight hundred, but that's pretty much it for that. Uh, I guess I can talk about Wonder Woman. Let's see, see what Wonder Woman. I don't think Wonder Woman is gonna go as any further than what it has, even though it looks look like it's about to wrap up right now. Looking at eight oh six. Yeah. Uh, it's it's on at digital right now. You can like rent it on like Voodoo and shit right now. What? Not not yet. Not yet. Really? I just thought, I thought I saw that. Uh, maybe it's, it's not yet. It's probably coming up in a uh, a few weeks or something like that. I think sometime in September. But yeah, Voodoo was starting to get these movies like pretty quick now. Yeah, I, like they I, had I, Guardians. I, yeah. yeah, I had I got Guardians of the Galaxy like a couple weeks ago. So. Well, see, here's the thing. I I got Guardians of the Galaxy like last week, but I waited because yes, I could have bought it on on Voodoo and got it for digital download. But the thing is, if you buy the Blu-ray, you know, at Best Buy or Walmart or wherever you go like that, you get the digital code also. Yeah. Plus, not only you get the digital code, you get the Blu-ray, you get the di- uh, the DVD, and y'all get it for the same price that you would have bought the digital code for two weeks. So I can just, you know, just wait for that. Here's a cool thing about old Disney movies when you buy them digital. Uh, you ever heard of Disney Anywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Disney Anywhere, and I know you heard about it, but Disney Anywhere, once you buy any Disney movie where instead of, you know, putting in a code in for Voodoo or putting a code in for iTunes, what you put in Disney Disney Anywhere, you get the movie on every platform. So when I put in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I got it on my iPhone, I got it on Google Play, I got it on Voodoo, I got it on Amazon Prime. I can watch it on any platform. I can watch it on uh Windows Media, whatever the Windows Play Store and stuff like that. Xbox, it's already on there, you know. So only only the Disney movies let you do so all the Marvel movies, all the you know Moana movies and stuff like that will let you do that. So yeah, I mean once once I heard that and I can watch Guardians of the Galaxy you know, on my tablet and my iPhone and I can give it to you know my uh you know my nephew let him watch it. That's you know I don't know why people are still dealing with physical media in that right now. I don't know. I don't get it. That's my thing. Anyway, we can move on from there. Uh, like I said, we, Warner Brothers has been in the news all week. 
and it's been some other bullshit after bullshit coming along. And Matt Reeves, uh, Eli, did you see the stuff that Matt Reeves said? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, here's the funny <laughs> thing about Matt Reeves. Now, and I wish I had this information for him right now, but I'll probably pull up in a second. So Matt Reeves came out maybe like Monday, Sunday, or something like that, and said that Batman is not a part of the DCEU. He said it's separate from the DCEU. And everybody pretty much ran with it. You know, I won't get into who all said and stuff like that, but they all, you know, ran with it. You know, the clickbait movie guys and things like that saying, oh, oh, DCEU, it will not, you know, Batman will not be in the DCEU and Ben Affleck won't be part of it. Ooh. And then and it just took that and just ran with it. I'm talking about by uh, 12 o'clock. It was everywhere. I guess what they said, like, uh, a lie will run across the room twice before the truth gets there, you know. Yeah. But anyway, Matt Reed came out with a statement later on saying, no, Batman is a part of the DCEU. He's just saying that he won't have, like, a ton of cameos in there. And that's what he meant by that, not saying that, you know, Batman wasn't part of the DCEU. Uh, but here's the funny thing about it. When I saw the re- replies of it and, and, you know, and people were commenting on it, they were like, well, what about Ben Affleck? You going to be in a movie? Movie? He said nothing. <laughs> there was no tweet, no reply, no nothing. He just kind of just left it at, at, at that and what it was. So here's the breakdown of what we're getting at with this, Eli. We don't know if it's fake news or not because the thing is Matt Reeves flat out did say Batman is not part of the DCEU. Then when he got all this heat behind the uh, the comments when he said the controversy behind it, then he turned around and said, oh, Batman is, is a part of the DCEU. So who are we supposed to believe, Eli? I mean, is it fake news or is it not? I don't know. I just remember that Matt Reeves said that he wanted to make a standalone Batman story. It's not ne- it's not necessarily he's not a part of the DCU or DCEU. He's he's not a part. He, he wants to make a story where it's just Batman and his characters, and he doesn't have to include Superman and all the other Justice League in it. That, that that's from what I got at it. That he's not. It's not necessarily he's not a part of it. It's just he's just making his own self-contained story. No. You know what this sounds like? It sounds like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Netflix. Like, oh yeah, it's all connected, but it's not connected. Yeah. You know, that's basically <laughs> what it sounds like. So that way, uh, DC can have the cake and eat it too. So, uh, I'm glad Matt Reeves went ahead and cleared this stuff up because it sounds like his movie really won't be part of it. But we, the DCEU, we don't know what the hell's going to go on with the DCEU anyway. We don't know if they're going to keep going or not. Like I said, we don't know what's happening with, I keep saying this over and over again, we don't know what's going on with Justice League. If Justice League don't do the numbers they expect to do, they're going to blow up the DCEU every, every, anyway, and just treat every movie like it's a solo movie anyway. You know? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how they have to go from there. But yeah. And Matt Reeves just kind of confirmed that DC overall really don't know what the hell they're doing because you keep getting all this conflicting information just a day in between each other because they don't have like a, a publicist over this stuff to kind of clean these messages up. You just got only the way you know this stuff is from a tweet cleaning up stuff that they said in an interview. Who knows how long ago? Yeah. Anyway, more DC fuck ups we got going on. I don't know if it's a fuck up or not. Uh, Eli, are you excited for the, the Teen Titans movie uh, TV show coming out? Uh, not really. <laughs> I knew you weren't. <laughs> I am, I'm not I, really. I'm actually, I have been reading the, the new book lately. Just to, I'm not really feeling a new book. I know the new book is selling, and it's supposed to be like one of the top selling books out right now. I read it, and I was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Which which one you read, the Teen Titans or the Titans? The, the Teen Titans, with the, where Aqualad just showed up, and Damien's leading the squad, and 
Oh, the Teen Titans, yeah. yeah that yeah. one, I guess, is okay. I, I was reading the Titans, the one with oh. Nightwing and Starfire. Oh, and, no. No, yeah. it's, just, it's just my lame lame attempt to keep my ear on the on the pulse of today's youth, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are these That's kids? Good. What are these kids into these days? I'll pick up a Teen Titan book to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess, but yeah, uh, like I said, we got some other information that they have casting on the on Starfire. That's the only casting choice that we've seen so far. They have Starfire coming out. And, and I don't know the actress name, but I do know it is the actress that was in the uh, the 24 TV show, the 24 reboot or, you know, relaunch or whatever like that. She was the wife of not Jack Bauer, Black Jack Bauer, whatever that was. But, yeah. Uh, and like I said, the, the Internet has gone crazy when they saw this because they think it's race bending. And I don't know how you race bend a, a orange alien. I don't get how you do that. Yeah, well, I, I'd be pissed if I was black. Like, why do black people got to be like painted purple, green? You know what, Eli? We got to, shit. I think I, most I, black people have gotten to the point that we just expect it. You know, like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, if it's gonna be an alien, it just get a black guy. Just put him in there. Get a black boy to do it. Get, get Zoe Saldana to play every single alien, <laughs> different color alien you have on yeah, there. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, honestly, I think Starfighter should have been like the easiest casting choice of all time like that should have been easy like i'm, I'm gonna complain about it for a second. I am gonna, i'm not gonna really complain about it. i'm gonna complain about it because they got a a, a dark-skinned actress to play starfire when they could have easily got like a light-skinned black woman to play her, or maybe like a latino or you know something like that you know with you know kind of like a bronze color type skin you know halle berry or beyonce or alicia keys or something like that and because you know it, hollywood is like littered with with those those type uh looking chicks so they could have easily just got a chick with that skin tone slapped a red wig on her and call it a day that's it you would have saved on money you wouldn't have to paint or anything like that everybody would have been happy Hell, even zendaya zendaya whatever the fuck her name is i don't know the chick from the black MJ, Mary Jane, whatever. So bronze MJ, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so she saw. So in Starfire as one of the DLC characters on Injustice, Zendaya saw Starfire and just didn't know who it was, and all she did was retweet the video saying, "Hey, does this look like me?" Like she didn't know who it was. She just said it looked like her. But then of course, you know, everybody, all the nerds jumped down Zendaya's throat. So you had to delete the the tweet. You know, not to piss off. You know, sensitive fanboy stuff like that. But that was my whole point is that, like I said, you got all kind of biracial, light skinned women that pretty much have the same color starfire walking around the street. You could have just hired one of them, slapped the red wig on it to call it a day. But they decided, you know, go around, get a dark skinned girl to play the role. And eh, I guess whatever. Don't want to stop me from watching the show. No, because I'll probably watch, watch it anyway. So, eh, who cares? Uh Oh, can we talk about some good news, Eli? Sure. Okay, let's talk about some good news. So we have your boy, uh, Ed Screen Screen Screen. I don't know his name. My boy? Francis. 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 Oh, Francis. from the de dead. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Francis. Okay, so Francis did some uh, awesome stuff today. Uh, apparently, he was in the Hellboy movie, but he dropped out of the movie because of whitewashing. And yeah. when I heard this, I'm like, wait, what? I don't remember any black people in, in Hellboy. <laughs> Like, they're, all, they're painted. Yeah, they're painted a different color. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I'm like, is that a comic book I read? But anyway, what I'm hearing is that uh, and he he tweeted out, he tweeted this out and actually made like a long uh conversation about it. Also, uh, apparently there's a character in Hellboy called Major Ben Demio. Demio. I'm not really sure. Demio. Yeah, something. Something. Like yeah, that. something like that. He's a new so, character, like, I guess. Yeah, so like I said, he took the role not knowing that the character was originally Asian in the comic. So when he saw the character was Asian in the comic, he was like, wait, I'm not Asian, but I have this role. But obviously he realized that they didn't even bother looking for an Asian actor. They just went ahead and hired him for the role, and he realized it was whitewashed again. So after he realized what happened, he dropped out of the role and made a tweet saying that Hollywood needs to stop doing this. They need to start, you know, including other actors of, you know, different ethnicities and, you know, uh, into these roles to stop whitewashing the roles, you know, and, and inclusion for everybody else. And I, you know, honestly, I was like clapping when I heard that. I was like, man, thank you. Thank you. No matter what movie he makes next, I'm going to watch that. He's going to earn my money or whatever he makes next. So yeah, he earned my money on that one. Uh, yeah, that was, he, like, his, yeah, yeah, that was good for him. I, I was surprised. Yeah, because he stood up. He stood up to the, to the industry and all that shit. <laughs> but, so, but here's the thing, Eli. What are the chances of they just going to just fire him and hire another, another white guy? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> and then none of this stuff will even matter no matter what. <laughs> but I don't understand. It's, look, it's 2017. Why is Hollywood still doing this stuff? Whenever they do this stuff, the movies flop anyway. Ghost in the Shell flop. Uh, because of the controversy. Uh, you had Gods of Egypt last year flop because of the controversy. And when every time they always do this stuff, it doesn't help them. I've never seen them when they did this stuff that it ever helped them in the movie. If anything, higher diversity in these movies helped the role. I mean, yeah. hell, look at Girls Trip. Girls Trip is probably still like the top 20 right now. Because, like I said, you have an audience that, you know, have people interested in seeing the movie. Look at, uh, hell, the, the last, not Star Wars, but the, yeah, the new Star Wars movies coming out with Disney and stuff like that. You know, like I said, you got what's the name? Finn? Yeah, Finn, Black yeah. Stormtrooper. Or yeah, whatever yeah. his name is, I can't remember. Finn, yeah. But anyway, Boy, just yeah. having him in the movie did get, you know, a black audience interested in seeing a Star Wars movie. You know, having Ray as a woman instead of, you know, having, you know, regular Luke Skywalker Annex Skywalker did get women interested in watching the movie. Why do you think Wonder Woman is doing the numbers it's doing? It's destroying Batman v Superman, you know, profit-wise. It's destroying Man of Steel profit-wise because it's something different. It is diversity, and diversity is selling. So I don't know why they keep whitewashing these roles when if you hire another role in it, you put an Asian actor in it, and you have a, a, a Asian actor with, a, you know, a good role in it, you're going to get, you know, an Asian audience interested like, huh. Maybe I need to go watch the movie. You're leaving money on the table when you don't do stuff like that. You're, you're broadening your audience, and plus yeah. you're not pissing people off. Yeah. So it's a win-win situation. I mean, yeah. Look at look at Wind River. All you know, sure, the, the two main characters are white folks, but it's got all Native American cast. You know, real Native Americans, and they do an awesome job. Like they, they're just you know, it's it's re- it was it's really refreshing to see them actually, you know, play these parts and actually convey emotions you don't get to see. You know, and you know that, and as a you know. I mean, I'm not I mean, being that I'm native, and I like I like to see this, but then I know that the native population is small, and they're not going to bring in millions and millions of dollars. But still, <laughs> it's it's nice to see, you know, these roles get some representation, you know, because that's that's the key, you know, because that's the thing about uh, you know you got the new mutants, you know, we still don't know 
whether this chick, uh, what's her name, Blue Hunt, whether she's yep. native or not, who, who got cast as Danny Moonstar. No one can prove or find proof that she's actually native, where she's from, what tribe she's from, other than the fact that it just says on her Wikipedia page that she's part Native American. You know? Oh, she's like she's like Johnny Depp. She's one sixteenth Native. Yeah, and, and, and it's like, what the hell? You know, is this just another case of whitewashing, or did they actually get a Native chick to play this this uh, this role? You know, because yeah, I mean, this is a bit, and that this is Danny Moonstar. You know, this is one of the few Native superheroes that Natives have. You know, this this could be our Black Panther, but you know, it might be our Ghost in the Shell. So. <laughs> <laughs> Scarjo is Danny Moonstar. Yeah, yeah. Tilda Swinton. You're gonna get Tilda Swinton. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. I don't get about the Tilda Swinton whole thing. Okay, so they changed the role because they saying that. You, oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so they changed the role because they saying that it would be offensive, you know, to Asians and things like that. But then, right before Tilda Swinton showed up, they had an Asian, you know, pretending to be the ancient ones. So I'm like. You kind of <laughs> shoot yourself in the foot doing and they, get, and they get a guy, his last name is Wong, to play Wong. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hollywood, what are you doing? Like, like damn, make that's how, why you're not how doing convenient it. is that? Hey, your name's Wong. Well, guess what? We got a guy named Wong. Well, I will say this. They changed up Wong from the movie to the comic book because in the comic book, I mean, the movie, they tried to make Wong seem like he was, you know, one of the other guys. You know, he was like on the same level as Doctor Strange. But in the comic book, oh, he was just a man, sir. That's all. He, he was Alfred. You He's know, a butler. that new Kung Fu. That's all. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, we can move past that. Uh, Ed Screen, Francis. Whatever your movie is, tweet that. We'll go watch that. We'll support you. Uh, yeah, now we can talk about some, some TV news, and we got a chance to – oh, Eli, did you get a chance to see the Gotham season premiere, uh, season trailer? Uh, when you sent it to me, yeah, I did. Yeah. So what would you think about – so apparently Bruce Wayne is going to finally put on an outfit and fight crime. What do you think about the outfit? Uh, that, that, that it's not that it's a half-assed version but still not batman uh yeah that's what i think <laughs> which pretty much sums up the show in general <laughs> but yeah let's everyone wants to see batman but we never do right <laughs> let's still make this show <laughs> throw everything but batman into this fucking batman right. show Right, so he's running around like looking like kick ass or like the gimp from uh <laughs> from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, no shit. No. I'm like, what kind of summer did he have with Kevin? He's dressed up in that fucking Floyd Mayweather outfit. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh man, uh, like I said, we can move past Gothic. Like I said, the show fucking sucks anyway. Let's talk about something else that sucks. Uh, Death Note. Did you get a chance to watch Death Note? Uh, no, I didn't. Me neither. Fuck okay. Note. All right, cool. <laughs> Here's the thing. Starring Scarlett Johansson and Tilda Swinton. That, that <laughs> oh, we was just talking about exactly. <laughs> that movie is coming under uh, fire because of the same reasons. People are mad because it's being whitewashed. Yeah. So, but like I said, I don't know shit about Def Def Note. I, I don't. I don't. I don't do anime. I don't think but, Eli does anime either. Like yeah. I said, with the comic book bullies, we're not the the anime hentai bullies or whatever the fuck they're. Yeah, and, and, like and I and I've heard anime fans don't like it. Like my kid, who's into anime, he didn't even bother watching it. He's like, yeah, it looks shitty, and he, you know, and he's into the anime. 
That, that's what I'm wondering. So I'm like, if they're into it and they said it sucked and everybody says it sucked, why am I going to waste my time watching this shit? I didn't know if it was like an entire TV show because it was on Netflix or was it like just a movie. I don't know. But I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Death Note. Everybody's saying it sucks. Even the people that liked it saying it's yeah, eh, time to wait. It's like only people that I know that liked it are people that are like really, really into the whatever the anime and the manga or whatever like that. And they just kind of, eh, it was something to watch. It was whatever. Yeah. But, but if I have no like emotional attachment shit like that, why would I bother even watching this shit? Why would I care? You know? And that's what I want everybody to listening to this podcast to take away from it. You don't have to watch all this nerd shit that comes out. You don't have to suffer through it and shit like that. When they make another shitty Fantastic Four movie, you don't have to spend money on it. When they watch another make another shitty Transform movie, you don't have to spend money on it. You don't have to watch every fucking thing that comes out. You don't have to be a sheep and just do everything everybody else is doing. So when they make this shitty-ass Death Note, it looks shitty from the trailer. Everybody's saying it's shitty. Why are you bother wasting your time watching this shit anyway when you know you're going to be upset when you watch it anyway? Just bypass it and do something else. Fuck it. Go get something to eat. Go watch another movie. <laughs> Hell, anything. You know, just just stop, fo- stop being a follower. That's all I'm saying. Go watch Spider-Man again. Get it up there. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, like I said, moving on from Death Note. Now we can watch something that actually I did watch this this uh this weekend. Uh, and I was actually surprised. I didn't even know I was uh, even allowed to watch this. Uh, Eli, I got a chance to watch the the Tick this week this weekend. Did you? Okay, because now I they had the pilot on like last summer, and I wrote oh, really? a, I wrote a review. I actually wrote a review for Outright Geekery on the pilot. I just saw the pilot episode because that's the thing about Amazon. They'll throw a pilot out there, and depending on how many views it gets, then they'll determine whether or not they actually want to make a, a show out of it. So they do they like this oh. test run. So, yeah, they, they released a pilot last summer, and I watched the pilot. Um, so did, did you watch the whole series? I watched the whole series, yeah. Okay. The entire thing. Okay. How Here, here's the funny thing about it. Let me, let me talk about Amazon Prime for a second. I didn't even – I forgot I was a member. Okay. Yeah, because it's like yeah. a one-year thing. You pay like – I can't remember what it is a year. It's like 20 bucks a year or some shit? I don't even know. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, they're taking money out of my account, and I don't know what it is. So I need to start looking at this shit and figure <laughs> out what I'm paying. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like a one-time payment per year, and you just have it all year. Yeah, so I just forget about it because even when I look at my monthly statements, you know, I see Netflix on there. You know, I see Marvel Unlimited because I got to have that. But I keep forgetting that I'm still paying for Amazon Prime, and I have no idea where the money is coming from. But whatever. <laughs> Amazon Prime is there. I got a chance to take a look at it. I watched the entire season. And Eli, this shit sucked, man, to be honest with you. Really? I don't know. Maybe you like the pilot and stuff like that. I, I, I think I gave sucked. the pilot like a three out of five. Like, yeah, it, like, it, it sucked. Yeah. And it actually went – I don't know if it went downhill or uphill. Here's the weird thing about it. Okay. Now, Eli, when you watched the show, did it make it seem like it was kind of like a, a fight club type fantasy deal where everything was just in Arthur's head? You know what? I don't remember the tick actually being in it that much. Like it was. He, he wasn't really in it in the in the in the pilot or like the first couple. Yeah, of seasons. He really yeah, wasn't. yeah. I remember it was like Arthur. Wasn't he like a conspiracy theorist or some shit? And there's some he was going after. There was some super villain he thought was. Uh, I can't. It's been so long since I watched it. Fuck. <laughs> it really but, sticks to your brain, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, but yeah, I, I just remember it didn't have like Batman, UL or American Made, or not in the pilot. Not what I saw. I didn't see any of that. Well, 
does Batman you well in American Man even exist in the comic, or were they just for the TV show? I I don't know. I don't remember. Because the thing is, let's be honest, that TV show that came out like in the 90s or whatever like that, that was a Seinfeld ripoff. Pretty much, yeah. Well, there was a cartoon. That's what I remember, the cartoon. Um, but I don't uh, think Batman UL was on the cartoon, but they did. They, they had so many crazy looking characters. I think, think he was. was okay. Yeah, he might have been. He was in there. Uh, yeah, an American made. Uh, but yeah, I remember I had a roommate who was like really into the comics and tried to push me onto them. And, you know, I read a couple, thought they were okay. You know, I mean, they were just basically a parody of, of superheroes. You know, they were just taking a yeah, that's satire. basically what it was. Well, the I used to love the cartoon. Yeah, satire superheroes. That's all it was. And this was twenty, thirty years ago. God damn, I'm getting old. Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was ahead of its time. You know, um, but but yeah, I just remember watching the. It was just a half hour pilot, and you know, there was a few moments that I thought were okay. But I remember thinking, okay, I need to see more. I wanted to see more. Like I need to see at least a couple more to, to really make up my mind if this is a good show or not. And so I'm only going off the pilot. So. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. This show kind of sucked to me. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna explain what what the show happened because. It was six episodes in all. It was exactly how you said it. it was about 30 minutes or so apiece. Uh, the first, like, three episodes and things like that, they try to make it seem like like everything was just in Arthur's head. Like the tick wasn't real. Or okay. even the supervillain he was looking for wasn't real. It was all just yeah. made up. And basically he was – like his sister was trying to sign him over to the uh, – to, like, an asylum or something like that because basically she thought he was going crazy because it made it seem like, yeah, his dad may have not been killed by a supervillain. Maybe it's just some way that he just came up with it to cope with it to make it seem like he was killed by a supervillain. But it really was like that, and Tick doesn't exist, and nobody can see him when he's around. It's all in his head, and he's really crazy. But then around, like, the third or fourth episode, people start, like, people can see the Tick. Like, his sister can see the Tick. Tick started doing all wild shit, like, fighting bags and stuff like that. So, like, okay, this is not in his head. This is real. So why does everybody think he's crazy? I mean, superheroes exist everywhere. You got, and then it kind of turned into, like, a comedy show. Where, but you know, like the Tick was, like it, it turned to the comedy show that you would expect the Tick to be, yeah. like a parody on superhero things like that. But the jokes just weren't funny. You know, yeah. it was like, you know, a parody of a superhero here. They had like a a, a Punisher ripoff that you've seen a hundred times before. Basically, like this shit would have been funny twenty years ago. Basically, yeah, and that's but what I remember. Shit now. I yeah. remember watching and, the pilot. I was like, this this should be, this isn't as funny as I was hoping it it should like it should be as far as a, a parody of superhero flicks. I remember at right. one point, wasn't there a, some point where the tip, or somebody was on the roof, like, lamenting, and uh, I was like, okay, they're totally, that's a jab at Batman right there, you know, the, the, you know, the dark superhero on the, on the rooftop, looking over the city and, you know, complaining about, you know, existence. Uh, there was some stuff like that, but uh, there was, yeah, there wasn't really any comedy in there that I, that I recall. I mean, they, they try to make a balance with the Tick, man. They tried to ground it in realism. Like, that was a few F-bombs in, in the series. Uh, there was even one scene, like, like when that Punisher ripoff showed up. Like, it was like, it started getting, like, bloody and gory and stuff like that. I'm like, wait, am I watching a, a Tick, you know, TV show? Like, you're kind of missing the point of the Tick. The Tick is not supposed to be taken seriously. This is supposed to be, you know, satire parody. But at the same time, like I said, this shit was funny in the 90s. You can't really do those same jokes in 2017 to think those jokes are going to fly. It, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So overall, like I said, I was very underwhelmed with the tick. 
Uh, like I said, because I, I was a fan of tech. I was a fan of the, the TV show, even though it was a Seinfeld ripoff. There was some like really laugh out loud moments to me because it was basically Seinfeld. But it was like a superhero version of Seinfeld. So that's why it was so funny. The cartoon was was making fun of all those 90s comics when comic books were at their their peak. Yeah. And it was making so fun of it. So it was yeah. like you watch X-Men come on and then Tick comes on right after and then you, you get the jokes. Because yeah. it's like making fun of directly of X-Men and everything is about. You know? Yeah, because it, it came out at the perfect time when, yeah, Life Field, Image, and Spawn, and all that shit was just blowing up at the time. And there came a tick and just sort of made fun of it, you know, all that shit. Yeah, and, and, and big, the, the, the show, this yeah. Amazon show was trying to explain the tick. Like, Arthur's suit is like a government experiment that the, you know, that the crime bosses have found. It's like some kind of deep conspiracy. And Arthur's trying to help the tick find out, you know, where he come from? Like, that's not the that's not the point of the tick. Oh, and another thing, the tick actor he sucks. Okay, yeah, because he was. I just remember he was one of the guys in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie. Right, he was yeah. one of those guys, but yeah. he was like uh, one of those guys I barely remember. The Nova Corps, yeah, he says what a what a bunch of a That's all. I, yeah, that's that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah like he wasn't arrogant, arrogant, like yeah, because I remember the tick. He was like a like kind of an arrogant douchebag. Right, and and that's like a parody of Superman. Like, like yeah, (laughs) parody Superman. And that's what he was trying to be in this one, but the guy didn't pull up. Maybe because, like, the 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 actor from the the other series was Jason, whatever his name, the guy that was on Seinfeld. Yeah, the big guy was on Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. He played Tick perfectly. Yeah, like he played a perfect live action version Tick. So watching this guy come after him, I'm just like. And no, it, it's not working. It's not working at all for me. Yeah, because I, I never watched. I know the TV. I know what you're talking about. I never watched the TV show, but I remember the cartoon. I was in college at the time. And spoon. That was one of, yeah, spoon. Yeah. yeah. You know, let's go, Tick. Yeah, let's go, me. You know, he was such a kind of a douchebag. <laughs> you know? Man, that show was so hilarious. Yeah. But if anybody can find those old cartoons, those Tick cartoons, please watch them because they were they were hilarious. They they yeah. were hilarious in the nineties. Uh, but yeah, like I said, ticks up, whatever. But like, we can move on from that one. Like I said, we had, but here's the thing. Like I said, we had Netflix promoting Death Note. A lot of people watched Death Note. Nobody saw the tick. I don't know anybody that saw the tick or even knows that the show even exists. So, but here's my thing, Eli. I was looking at Amazon Prime service and Netflix service. Amazon Prime is kicking Netflix ass. That's what they offer. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's basically basically Netflix. You know, they got a lot of the same it movies. Is, but it's better, man. It's better. Because they have newer movies out that are only like I saw uh what's that that uh Will Ferrell movie and Mark Wahlberg's Daddy's Home. Saw that on uh, Amazon Prime hilarious. Netflix rarely get like newer movies that actually people want to see, you know. Uh and plus you can actually like watch movie and rent movies stuff like that from Amazon Prime. You can't do that with Netflix. So Netflix is kind of listening like they're concentrating so much on their original content, they don't really bother trying to get like the newer movies that people want to see. If they do get a movie, it's almost like a year out that you don't even care about anymore. Yeah. Meanwhile, you look at Amazon Prime, they got like like Oscar winning movies that you know that came out that are on there right now and you can watch right there. So it seems like they're kicking their ass, but Netflix has the you know, Netflix has the the, the numbers, you know. If Tick came out on Netflix, everybody would have seen it. Everybody would have said the same thing. Yeah, that shit sucked. You know. <laughs> but, but now, right now, I can only just, you got to take my word for it that the show sucked, you know, because nobody else saw it. So, and that's what I'm wondering about Netflix. Because uh, we've been hearing about this stuff about Netflix that, you know, Disney's getting ready to leave, you know, take all this stuff with them. 
we don't know what that means for the, the the Marvel Netflix shows. Maybe they will kind of deal with the keep the Marvel Netflix shows, but basically Disney trying to start on streaming service, which honestly I think they should have did a long time ago. Uh, Warner Brothers is also trying to do the same thing. They're trying to start their own streaming service. They almost kind of start doing it with the CW. They kind of like a lot of their uh TV show, their DC TV shows on the CW app. So they in the process of doing it right now also. Uh, and plus, like I said, HBO is owned by Warner Brothers. They're going to start gearing up doing the DC shows, just like Teen Titans and stuff like that. Same way Netflix has the Marvel shows. Netflix is getting a lot of competition. So Netflix is just kind of resting the laurels, I think, because they're the first ones to do it. They kind of invented the blueprint. But eventually these other guys are going to catch well, These other guys have already caught up with them. They really need to step the game and start getting better movies, get a service where they can, you know, rent movies from them also, get better yeah, well, TV shows like Hulu, you know, things like that. That's the thing is like what's this can either be awesome or it might just make people start getting cable again. Because between Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Disney services, WB service, CBS, you know, all these, <laughs> right. everybody's got a subscription. You're, you're, you're paying, you know, 50, 60 bucks a month now. Plus your internet, you know. Right, and the whole reason you <laughs> drop cable was to, you know, to bring your bill down. Now your bill yeah. is even more expensive. You're paying for all this shit. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you, uh, uh, probably a lot of you guys, if you guys don't have an Amazon Prime account. Get an Amazon Prime account. Plus, you get discounts on Amazon stuff anyway. Amazon is not paying for this podcast <laughs> promotion. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, if they Prime. Want, you get yeah, Amazon content. Prime, you get like free shipping and shit on a lot of Exactly, shit. free shipping. Yeah. You get discounts stuff like that. You get you know movies on there. Uh, the Batman animated series and Superman animated series are all on there. They are all seasons. I saw the, all seasons. All the seasons. Yeah, it's pretty the sweet. Whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on from that. Uh, like I said, we could talk about – now, here's the thing. We're going to talk about the video section. Uh, Eli, I had this entire rant I was going to do. I had it built up the entire time. I was going to be like, oh, Madden 18 just came out, and Colin Kaepernick isn't on the game. And I was going to go into this whole militant, uh, you know, p- public enemy, you know, Huey Newton yeah. rant about – Fight the power. Yeah, he land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. But then I just realized – Shut him somebody, down. Shut him, shut him down. <laughs> right. I was going to, you know, get all my podcasters to, you know, riot and, you know <laughs> – no justice, no peace. Yeah. Then somebody told me, uh, yeah, Kaepernick is on the game. He's just in the free agent pool. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. And Mad- Madden 18 is just like Madden 17. Yeah, pretty Madden much. Just- 15 and 14 and 13 <laughs> and 98. And- <laughs> right. It's the, but it's the same. They're on the game in town. It's not, it's not like the NBA games where you have choices. You know, you got shitty ass NBA livers in me 2K. If you like football and you want to play a uh, football game, you got to get mad. You have no other choice because EA has bought out the competition. That's pretty much it. So, I don't know. EA does shitty shit all the time anyway. That's why Mass Effect has died because of the shitty business practices. But let's move on from uh, EA because they're depressing me. Uh, let's talk about Street Fighter. Yeah, right. I don't know why we're talking about Street Fighter. They had a new character being released. I think her name was Minant Minaj. I don't know. Something. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> looks pretty cool. Got some combo stuff like that. But I got a lot of people complaining because a lot of Street Fighter fans don't want new characters. They don't want to learn anybody. They just want the old shit they had before. Bring me back the new character. Bring me back e Bring me back Sagat. Look, man. This is a new game. This is a new engine. 
We want to see new stuff. If you want to play the old shit and you want to play characters from Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 3 and Street Fighter 4, go play Street Fighter 2, go play Street Fighter 3, go play Street Fighter 4. This is a new game. I want to play new characters. I want to learn new characters. I want to play a new game. I don't want to retread. Now, it's okay to bring a few of those characters back, but I don't just want the whole game just reskinned. I don't want that. You don't want that. If that game came out the same way and it was just the same characters reskinned, you wouldn't even buy it because you'd be like, why should I buy it when I already own that game just for better graphics? Give me a brand new game. Give me brand new characters because this character is doing some crazy stuff that you couldn't do in Street Fighter 2 back in the 90s. So it opens up the gameplay where it makes the, this new game feels different from the other ones. And like I said, this nostalgia is killing us right now because everybody just wants the old shit. And we're seeing this in comics also. People don't want to progress. They don't want new shit that's coming out. They just want the same old shit that's been there the same way the entire time. And they don't want to grow and progress with the new stuff. Sometimes open yourself to new entertainment. You don't know. You might like it. There are some characters in Street Fighter 3 and Street Fighter 4 that are better than the characters in Street Fighter 2. And you eventually like them. Now you're mad they're not in them anymore. But at the same time, you was accepting of change then, so be accepting of change now. At least wait for the character to come out, and if you don't like it, then complain about it. But some of these new characters are becoming fan favorites also for the people that actually play the game. So instead of just not playing and complaining about it, you know, pick up a stick and learn. You know, quicken your ass whoop. Did I get way too angry about that for no reason? Yeah. Okay, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we can move on from that. Uh, now, like I said, we're going to talk about the comic book podcast. It's the comic book bullies. And we have, well, by the time this actually comes out, it will be past that date. But today, the day we're recording this is the hundredth anniversary, not anniversary, a hundredth birthday of Jack the King Kirby. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Just want to say happy birthday to the king. Uh, Eli, man, this, this guy, he, he, he's the greatest. He is the goat. He is the greatest of all time. Pretty much. He's the reason why we all love comic books. He's the reason why we all love comic books. I mean, Jack Kirby influence is so deep. Let me just talk about Jack Kirby for a second because he changed he changed everything. He didn't just change like, okay, he invented all these characters that, you know, they're making billions of dollars right now in Hollywood like that. But it was it was, it was it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than that because he changed the way comic books were drawn. Yeah. because he's pretty much the greatest artist to ever come through comic books also because when he came through it everything changed he and eli are you familiar with the marvel method uh i mean uh, is that just how they draw shit you been talking about that pretty much yeah 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 okay well like i said the marvel method is a, a, a something that's applied not only to marvel but to dc and pretty much every other comic book now also basically what the marvel method is now before jack kirby was really really known and stuff like that uh, comic books were pretty much like heavy in the dialogue, very little action. Everything was described. You had to go, you know, look from there. Jack Kirby came along and was like, no, we're not going to do it anymore. What's going to happen is that I'm going to draw the entire comic right now. No words, no bubbles, no nothing. Just draw the comic right now. So that means if somebody were to read this comic and they didn't see letters and they didn't see word bubbles, they can follow the story exactly how it was like it was storyboarded. Before Jack Kirby came around, you couldn't do that with the older comics. There was no way you could just read a comic without not looking at the books because it would be too confusing. And after he drew the entire comic, then the guy would come back and put word bubbles where he needs to. And, you know, but he didn't have to because, like I said, the story on its own. You could follow the story on its own. And the way Jack Kirby did that, pretty much every other artist after him did that. Don Hick did that. Steve Dicko did that. Steve Duranko did that. Uh, like I said, the list goes on and on. And that invented the Marvel method to how they even make comics today. When they make comics, 
since comics is a visual medium, Jack Kirby put the emphasis on the visual. Yeah. The art became more important than the story, and it's pretty much how it's always been from there. And and comics has been completely changed ever since, you know. Yeah, he pretty much invented how what we know as like superheroes and how define how they look, how they stand, how they pose, how they punch, how they bust through walls, how they fly. I mean, he pretty much invented those standard poses for right. what we know as comic book heroes. You know, I mean, you know, he put you know the fist in the foreground. He was doing shit that no one had ever done. He does a perspective and the way he composed his his shots. I mean, he put you know, the, the fist in the foreground and the, everything in the background, you know, where he, he, yeah, he emphasized on action and movement and it just invented that whole frozen moment in time where that the superhero is, you know, kicking ass and in that awesome pose that we all know all our favorite heroes have, that awesome pose in the minute, that very moment of when they're in the middle of the action, you know, and he just sort of, this is, this is what it is. This is the essence of the characters' powers and all that shit, just frozen in this one moment. And, you know, all those iconic images. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yep, and so many, so many great comic cover panels. I mean, so many comic covers came from him. It was ridiculous. Like I said, we got Fantastic Four. Uh, we have the Avengers. We have uh, – the Incredible Hulk. Uh, we, he Captain even did America, yeah. Captain Captain America, like back in the forties, yeah. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Even though Steve Ditko drew the the comic and the panel, the cover was Jack Kirby. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know, even though Jack Kirby's name was never nowhere on that. Yes, that's a Jack and Kirby he, cover, right? Yeah, there, and so. he was he started out after. I mean, he was doing it for like since the forties, like before Marvel got big. Like in right. the 60s with the Fantastic Four, he had already been working in for like DC and stuff like that. And before he got huge with the, the fans. So he was already had 20 years experience before he even got big. Right. And, and the was, thing was the way he drew the Fantastic Four is the reason they became popular. And here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing about that, because superhero comics died off from like from the 40s to like the 60s, things like that. Yeah. The reason they died off because basically DC killed them. But like if you're not Superman, Batman, or one of them, or our heroes, you don't exist. So they just start killing off companies and putting them out of business left and right. So what Marvel did, and well, basically what Jack Kirby did with the uh, with the Fantastic Four when they decided to make a new comic book, they want they marketed it as not a superhero comic. Yeah. They didn't sell it as a superhero comic. Now if you if uh, anybody has the Fantastic Four number one comic, and I want you to pay very close attention to what you're looking at. If you notice in that comic. You'll see the most popular thing, the biggest thing in that comic is the monster, because monster comics were yeah. selling at the at the time. Yeah, because it was it, timely. It, was it timely at the time or something? Was uh, it was Marvel at the time, but it was like the first Marvel book. But yeah. before then, it was timely. Yeah. But yeah, because uh, and those yeah. were all those were all tales to astonish, tales of whatever. They were all monster. Because, books. Right, they were all monster stories, yeah. alien stories, stuff like that. There were no there were no superheroes in there. They were just yeah. regular guys. They were just telling the stories. Now, if you look at the Fantastic Four book. You'll notice that the Fantastic Four, none of them have superhero com uh, car uh, costumes on. They're all wearing regular-ass clothes mm -hmm. because they weren't selling it as a superhero book. They were selling it as a monster book because yeah. they didn't want DC to know they were making a superhero book. They were basically sneaking it under the table in that they were making a superhero book. And on top of it, that, that's the reason Thing is in the is on the team because they wanted a monster on the team. Yeah. They were like, okay, we got a monster, you know. So if nothing else, you know, you can say, hey, we're making a monster book. Yeah. The Fantastic Four actually didn't get car uh, costumes until issue three. That's when they got them. Until then, they would just run around like in regular clothes. 
because they were selling it as a monster book, and that's how Jack Kirby was doing it to sneak it in there. Once they snuck the Fantastic Four in there, and it became so popular that it just came more and more. X-Men, Avengers, Iron Man, Hulk, you know, all the stuff like that, and he was able to sneak it in there. But all the way because of the way he drew the book, and plus just the way he drew the comic, even the cover had action on it. You know, the Fantastic Four were fighting the Mole Man. Back in the 60s, we were doing that, you looking like the other comic, uh, other covers, they weren't doing that. Yeah. It's yeah, so. those first Hulk comics, you know, versus the Metal Master, or versus the Leader, and there would be, they'd be, or versus the Thing, you know, and there, they'd be right. a bad, that was the cover, you know. And that's the right, thing and is, it'd be so much action in the cover, yeah. you have to buy the book. Yeah, and that's the thing, is like, you know, Stan Lee gets, you know, always gets the credit for the Fantastic Four and for all the stories. Oh, but, these, but these he, fanboys that just became comic book fans when these movies came out, they think Stan Lee just sat in his mom room and been an entire Marvel Universe yeah. with a, you know, I mean, number two yeah, pencil in a Yeah, yeah. To, to his credit, yeah, he wrote all the stories, but it was Jack Kirby who drew it up. He's the one who came up with the look. And he, right. I mean... But, but at the same time, remember how I was saying about the Marvel method, that he's the one that storyboarded, you know, the story. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, Stan Lee had an overall plot, but actually how the story unfolded and how the story was told, that was Jack Kirby. Yeah, and the Silver Age, I mean, it wasn't just, you know, the heroes and the characters that he drew. He, you know, this was this during the 60s and 70s when, you know, all that space stuff. I mean, he was inventing, you know, Galactus and, the, and the, this, these, like, gadgets and shit. These futuristic right, like Thor. Gadgets. Thor spent all his time in space and stuff. Yeah, all these gadgets, and he was like a, like, almost like an inventor, like a, like a, like a, like an engineer designer or whatever. He was drawing these weird machines and gadgets and ships that never existed, you know. So he was coming up with his own look. I mean, yeah, the Kree and the Skrull. I mean, this is, you know, he, you know, this was before Star Wars and Star Trek and shit. Right. You know. But he inspired a lot of them, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, before, I mean, that's pretty much why Batman started going into space. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he made it popular. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, and he was doing this. I mean, how many books a month? He was doing multiple books a month. Exactly. That's what I don't understand. Like, what, were they, did they clone Jack Kirby back then or something? I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, he was, they were saying he would draw, like, multiple, like, a book a week, basically. He would draw a book a week. And, you know, he, you know, and that's multiple pages per day. Right. And then, then he'd finish one book, and then he'd go right into the next, like, you know, he'd finish the Fantastic Four, then go into Thor. Then go into the Hulk. So it's like he just was just constantly. And they say he was a workaholic. He hardly ever took any vacations. Or hardly ever took a day off. He was just constantly just drawing. You know, right. Because yeah. right. notice that we keep talking about Marvel. We hadn't even touched on the DC side. Yeah. He created the new gods. Yeah, because he got he got sick of yeah, he wasn't getting his credit. I mean he was kind of kinda of, he left Marvel because he felt he wasn't getting his due. And then he went to DC. <laughs> <laughs> yep, DC and created and pretty much like reinvented their entire you know mythos like that because they used the, the new guys and everything now. Then you know after he did that he came back to Marvel you know made some stuff with it you know kind of brought the Eternals back and pretty much the Eternals were like Marvel's version of the new guys and stuff like that. But I was watching yeah, this. Man, uh, it was so much. There's these clips on uh, YouTube uh, or Sci-Fi and um, uh, the Sci-Fi Channel we're doing like a tribute to Jack Kirby and there's like an interview with. Uh, Todd McFarlane, and yeah. where, where uh, Todd was supposed to ink one of Jack Kirby's covers. And oh, man. He, yeah, he inked it, and then he started, you know, to clean it up, you know, he's got to erase 
the, the pencils. And then he started erasing, and then he's like, oh, my God, I'm erasing Jack Kirby's pencils. What the hell am I doing? I have no right to do this. So what he did is he shaved, he took all the shavings and the, the eraser things and he shoved them into a plastic bag <laughs> and saved them. He's like, I have no right to be erasing Jack Kirby's pencils. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was so so uh, much stuff that Jack Kirby actually did with with comics because, uh, like I said, with the, with the Eternals, with the new guys and everything like that. Now, here's the thing. Now you got all these comic book fanboys. They hate. I'm tired of these SJW shoving their gender down my throat to get shit out of my comic books. You know they always go that shit. Well, oh yeah. The whole thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know what you go. I know what you go. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> exactly. Jack Kirby is the first SJW. Mm-hmm. All this stuff is pretty much came from him. Everything he did, he pretty much had an agenda with. He created Captain America. Why did he create Captain America? One thing, he's Jewish. Mm-hmm. He knew who Hitler was before the rest of America knew who Hitler was. So he created propaganda with Captain America, punching this guy that no American knows in the face so they can figure out who he is. Like, oh, he's a bad guy. He really exists. This guy's evil. Let's go to war. Yes, it was one of the uh, Captain America comics. Number one was one of the biggest propagandists to get to help motivate America into going into World War Two. Plus, plus Pearl Harbor also, not, not Pearl Harbor. But I'm saying Captain America played a big part in it also. Not only that, but if you go further than that, I mean, let's also look at the X-Men. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, persecution, things like that, uh, race, civil rights, all those things like that was in there. Let's look at Black Panther. Yeah. Yes, Jack Kirby created Black Panther. Now, it's it's a certain way he could have made Black Panther. He could have made Black Panther like he was poor in the jungle and grew up and raised by, you know, tigers and shit like, you know, Tarzan or stuff like that. But no, he didn't no. do Black Panther like that. Nope. He actually made it that yeah, he was in a highly advanced African society that most people didn't understand. And he was just this, he was smart enough to single handedly beat the Fantastic Four by himself. A black yeah. guy. Yeah, Jack an, a, an African country that was, was never colonized. Exactly. And, yeah. Like, like, like and, and even the Fantastic Four at the time were like, this is kind of shocking. How in the hell is, yeah. is all this stuff I mean, happening? So the, he's ball, stuff. the balls to say that in the 60s. Right. Like, in the 60s. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want to get mad at Jack? You want to get mad at comic books and stuff like this? But you blame Jack Kirby because Jack Kirby is the person that put all this stuff in the comics to begin with. It's more stuff than that. I'm I'm just basically scrape, uh, scraping the ice. Yeah, and he was like, like yeah, he was a Jewish. He was a little Jewish kid growing up in New York, and there yep. was a lot of racism towards Jew. I mean, all the it, New York. I mean, that, that, it's just a melt. I mean, now it's a bigger melting pot than it used to be, but it used to be very segregated, even even with the white folks. You had your Irish gangs, you had your Italian gangs, you had your Jewish gangs, you know. And he was a little Jewish kid who had to fight other, other white guys, other Italians, right. other you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So he grew, he came from that background of just having to stand up for yourself and being bullied, and that's where he took he became an artist because of that, you know. So. And it's kind of funny that you know uh, the thing like most of the time Marvel stay away from you know. Uh, religion with their character, like most of their characters don't have religion, but it's always a few that do. Like, notice that the thing is Jewish. Oh, yeah. You know, they was able to sneak that in there, you know. They they said they almost made uh, uh, Peter Parker Jewish, also, but decided to change the last minute. <laughs> and so I can imagine it. And the, the best thing I want to talk about with Jack Kirby is that they had a Fantastic Four cover of The One Above All. And when the Fantastic Four went in and finally met the one above all, but the one above all is basically the creator of Marvel, the one that pulls off strings like that. They went in there and they saw Jack Kirby. So basically, 
the one above all is Jack Kirby. He is the creator. Marvel basically put it into like that. And yeah, he is. I mean, he's done so much to comic books. Like comic books probably wouldn't even exist anymore if it wasn't for him. Yeah. You know, and we're making all this money, and they're making all this money, and we're doing all this. We wouldn't even be podcasts. We wouldn't even be doing this shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's the reason why comic book fans love comics. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just do MMA and boxing podcasts all this week. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and it probably get canceled after about three episodes. <laughs> oh, now, like I said, at the that's all we want to talk about, Jack Kirby. Eli, did you actually read anything this week? I didn't know. I, I, I didn't either. I just wanted yeah. to just dedicate this whole week to uh to Jack Kirby because I started to read read Secret Empire ten. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, we're gonna talk about Jack Kirby who created a character to punch Nazis in the fucking face. We talk about his <laughs> most beloved character that's a fucking Nazi. Let's not do that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> he was actually in World War Two and he actually did fight Nazis in real life. Right. I saw a tweet the other day about somebody posted about that. Uh, the writer of uh, Secret Empire says, well, why don't we give uh, Nazis need free speech also? Let's see their point of view. And then somebody pretended to be Jack Kirby. I actually killed Nazis in World War Two. <laughs> like, wow. That pretty much sums it up for you. But like I said, we will talk about Secret Empire later on because right now that is not the place to talk about this when we celebrate Jack Kirby. So uh, other than that, like I said, Eli, anything else we need to add? I think we got it. Then we got it. Okay. So, like I said, this is another episode of uh, Comic Book Bullies. There are other uh, podcasts. That definitely look into this whole network of podcasts we have going on right now. Like I said, Eli hosts uh, uh, Geek Sabs. Uh, we also have uh, Tools of Destruction. Did I say it right this time, Eli? Instruments. Fuck! I, I messed that up every time. <laughs> uh, this Geeks and Comics is another one. We got Get Valiant, uh, Hoodoo TV. And one more missing, but I can't remember it. Oh, well, I remember next week. Uh, other than that, yeah, I just want to say this is Leroy. This is Eli. And signing off. Suckers macking, micing, making men of them Tears and fears for my peers They risen, you think that it is, it is If not, it isn't Race for the border, my daughter could be to banging out Chiefs rocking these in the streets and it's time for hanging out Gather or rather form a circle around our loud Just good brothers or others could never ever rock a crowd Is it because he's running off with the mouth Or was he really clearly trying to play an out, out? No, shut him down, the king with the crown Cause all you wanna be is to keep down A friend of mine asked me to say some MC rhyme, so I said this rhyme I'm about to say. The rhyme was mecca, and then it went this way. Recollect a mecca, mic check on a windmill skill, map the steps, wearing Godfather hats. It's okay to parlay the forte better. Tell him tougher than leather. Swing another Robbie King thing, and I wreck. But just like the white one, I get no respect. Money, stay awake, cause the other... 
fake from Hollis to the beacon. No, your dumb ass is leaking. CL and one DMC, so rush it. Big time way before Hammer got to touch it. Remember the faces in all types of places. Look, my no shoelaces. And I'm. Now all the yada yada flock is on down with the things. 